Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day as Noni over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification journey. The completely honest and never-ending story of me getting my own house under control. Um, and I share it from the perspective of someone who <laughs> this stuff does not come naturally to. So thank you so much for joining me today. This is podcast number 49. Um, and I'm going to be talking about clothing as clutter. Clothing as clutter, right? Because clothing can be clutter, which is something I did not actually realize back before I started this whole deslobification journey, which has now been five years ago. So it's really been a process for me of that. And it's still a struggle. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm dealing with clothing as clutter right now. Uh, I have a new washing machine, which is exciting. The reason I had to get it is not so exciting because it actually ruined the wood floor outside my laundry room when it flooded my old one. So I said, I'm never using that thing again. And anyway, I got a new washing machine, but it had to, you know, it took like a week and a half to be delivered. So I went um, to a friend's house and did just the bare minimum socks and underwear and school uniforms and just absolutely what we absolutely had to have and said, everybody else, you know, you just need to make sure if, if it's not totally dirty, you need to rewear it and wear what's in your closet and deal with it. And just that amazingly fast growing pile of clothing that happened in the week and a half that we didn't uh, do our regular laundry day. Plus, just to be honest, um, I also worked in my master bedroom and in my master bedroom, there are the things that miss out on laundry day because either they were, you know, placed somewhere as a, um, Oh, I think I can wear this again. That happens to me a lot, you know, Oh, you know what? I can wear this again. And so instead of hanging it up and putting it back in the closet, for some reason, it seems more logical in the moment to, you know, lay it flat on the uh, trunk at the end of my bed because that just makes so much more sense. And if I'm going to lay it flat, then it's not going to get wrinkled, right? Except that it turns into a pile and then the pile shifts and the pile falls and it ends up on the floor and then that becomes dirty laundry and that just starts the whole, starts or contributes to the whole master bedroom chaos thing. So anyway, I'm working on my master bedroom right now. Um, But just that plus our laundry issues of the last week have just really made me think a lot about clothing as clutter. Okay. So I'm gonna talk about that in a minute, but before I do, and feel free to fast forward through this part, if you are more tech savvy than I am, which would be just about 98% of the population of the world. Um, I have learned some things about listening to podcasts that I thought I would share with you. Um, I had never listened to a podcast before I had actually published my own because that is how I roll. But, um, I have realized lately the wonderfulness of actually subscribing to a podcast. And of course I love having podcast subscribers and that's wonderful and great. So I do encourage y'all to do that, but, um, I hadn't actually done it until a couple of months ago and I had some podcasts that I would listen to, but everyone, every time I wanted to listen to them, I would look them up on iTunes and I would see the ones I hadn't listened to before. And I would, um, click on those and I would listen to them except that sometimes I would think, well, I don't think I've listened to that one before, but then I had, and so I'd waste that time and it just, you know, and then I'd forget about some that I really liked or whatever. So 
recently I started subscribing to some podcasts and, um, what happens on an iPhone at least, and I don't know if this is the same way with the Stitcher app on an Android, but which I am in Stitcher as well. Um, when you subscribe in iTunes to a podcast, this wonderful little thing happens. And that is your little podcast icon that's on your phone, which if you have an iPhone that is updated, even the last, I don't know, however many updates, I don't update my phone the way I should, which is ever. But, um, if, if you have one that's been updated in the last, you know, several years, even honestly, um, you probably have this little purple icon that is podcasts. And so when you subscribe to one, it pops up this little red number and you know that a podcast you've subscribed to has a new episode and you can go straight in there, see the ones that you've already listened to and click on that. And, um, mine I have set up and I think you have to go into settings to make sure that this is the case. Cause you don't want to use up data, but mine is set up to, um, download them automatically as long as I'm on Wi-Fi. So if I'm on Wi-Fi somewhere, um, and I, and there's a new podcast in, you know, the ones that I subscribe to, it's just going to download it. So it's ready to go so that when I get in the car, I can just listen to podcasts where before I would look them up and I would try to download a whole bunch before I got in the car to go somewhere. I know, seriously, so obvious, but really it makes, it makes a big difference. But the other thing too, on that, that I just realized is that on the podcast I have subscribed to, there is a little I next to the episode number or next to the episode in iTunes when I'm on that podcast list specifically. I don't see that in the other ones, so maybe you can get to it otherwise. But um, I can just click on that, and I see the show notes, like the show notes that I talk about in these podcasts, about how you can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S, look for podcast number 48, and then you'll find the links to these. You can actually just do that straight in iTunes on that little I button. Okay, so I'm going to stop talking about tech stuff, but that just made my life easier. Okay. So move on to dealing with clothing as clutter. Um, I put a post out on Facebook. It's probably been a week or two, uh, where it was an old post. It was written September 8th of 2010. It's called attacking clothing clutter. And September of 2010 was when I had been blogging, which meant I had also been completely focused on this, getting my house under control for right at one year. Okay. Um, I've now been doing this for five years. So I've changed some things the way that I I've learned some things I've learned what works best. I've learned how to tackle things. Not that I have it all solved as is demonstrated by my overabundance of clothing that I'm dealing with right now. Um, but it was interesting to me because it was, it was a really old post and I really liked it at the time that I wrote it and I got good response to it. Um, but what was interesting to me is just seeing the response now to this post specifically. And it made me think about how we are all at different places on our decluttering journey. I am in a stage of heartlessness now. I view, I view clutter differently. It doesn't mean that it doesn't happen in my house because that probably will always happen to me. I just tend to attract it like a clutter magnet. But anyway, um, and I'm constantly having to deal with it and deal with it and deal with it. But my view of it has really changed, but not everybody's in that place. Um, a couple years ago, I met Crystal Payne, who's money saving mom at, um, just, it was just this little meetup thing. And she was talking to some other bloggers, you know, and there, I think they were some frugal bloggers, you know, people who talk about saving money and all that kind of thing. And, um, they were just, you know, she was giving them some advice and she said, you know, one of the things I've really realized is I have to realize that people come to my site 
at all different stages in their own money saving journey. You know, there's going to be people who are coming and they've never, ever tried this before in their whole life. And then there's going to be people who come and they've been doing this for a while and they're pros at it and they want to go deeper. And then there's going to be people who, you know, have just, it, it just was interesting, you know, just to think about all the different people on the website, you know, on my website, I don't know, 150,000 people a month or something who come and they're all at different stages. And a lot of you have read from the beginning of the blog, you know, back in 2009 through now, and you've seen my whole process. Some people just come on one post at a time. So it was interesting to me that this post resonated with so many um, people, even though I don't really do it this way anymore. So it just made me think about that. And also the thing that I preach a lot, which is whatever you do to declutter, as long as you're getting things out of your house, you're doing it right. I mean, there's really not a wrong way to declutter as long as things are actually leaving your home. Okay. I mean, you can't, you can't not start because you feel like you don't know the right way. Stuff leaving the house is decluttering and it's successful decluttering, whether it's in a trash bag or a recycle bin or a donate box or whatever, as long as it's leaving your home, know that you're successful. Okay. So, so anyway, I just thought I would go back over uh, what it was that I did specifically this time. Okay. When I was dealing with clothing clutter, because this was at a time where I had not developed, you know, my decluttering strategies that I now have written in, um, drowning and clutter, the ebook, you know what I mean? All these things were just, I was just living it and learning it and trial and error and figuring it out as I went. Um, so I'm going to read the very beginning of it and then I will talk about some other things. Okay. So I said, um, clothing clutter. Okay. Let me explain part of my slob problem here. You look at this picture, which the picture is clothing everywhere, like on the bed, on the floor, in a big pile, in a suitcase, just everywhere in tubs, all that stuff. You see, you look at this picture and see chaos. I look at this picture and see a logical explanation. Where we live, summers are hot. When we packed to go to Colorado in July, fall and winter clothes had to be pulled out of storage. It only made sense to leave them out until I was done packing. It only made sense to leave them out until we got back from vacation. It only made sense to leave them out until all the clothes were washed from the vacation. It only made sense once everything was washed to leave them out until it was time to go through them to see which school uniform pieces still fit the boys. So I guess this was before my daughter even went to school. Oh. Anyway, um, so, you know, I have this logical pr- progression. I consider myself, you know, hyper logical, like over logical to where it becomes no longer logical. Um, you know, thinking through, well, I mean, does it really make any sense to deal with all these clothes right now when, you know, I mean, I really need to pack and I really, I mean, you know, why would I put them all away now when I'm just going to have to put the others away when we get back from vacation? Well, then I have to wash them. You know, well, here's what happens is they only make sense and then they become invisible because they've just been there a while. I had all these logical reasons why I put off and I put off and I put off and then they just became part of the landscape. That's just what they were. That's what they looked like. Um, so that's basically how clutter happens is it's real logical in the beginning and then it just keeps piling on and peeling, piling on and piling on. But here's the thing. Um, this was a big step for me to realize that clothing could be clutter. 
I had to make myself accept that fact, okay, to realize that this is a truth. Clothing can be clutter. Because in my mind, before I had my blog, before I started really just purging my home and saying, what can I not handle? I didn't think clothing could be clutter because clothing is useful and you need lots of it. It's not like you, you know, it only makes sense to have as many chairs as people are going to sit in, even though I could logically think of all the times when we might have 50 extra people in our house. So we better have chairs for them too. But, um, but clothing, you know, you always need clothing and it's especially hard when your kids are growing and little and you don't know if you're going to have more kids and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's very hard because clothing is useful. I could not see it as clutter, but it partly came from that doing some decluttering and realizing, wow, it's easier to live with less stuff. I am better able to keep things under control when I have less stuff. And then starting to finally apply that concept to clutter, even cute clothes, even perfectly good clothing, even clothes that I like. Those can still be clutter if I have too much, okay? And I have another podcast that you can find on aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S um, about laundry, okay? How my own laundry process of coming up with a laundry routine that really worked. Because here's the thing. Before I did laundry consistently, it only made sense that I needed more clothes. Because when I was only doing bare minimum. Oh my word, we're desperate today. We need clothes. When I was only doing those kinds of loads, well, having more clothes meant that we had clean clothes to wear because, you know, we'd already worn all the other ones. And here I went, well, I've got to do laundry. Well, I have to do socks and underwear. I don't have time. You know, I can't do all these cute little clothes over here because no, I mean, I've got to do what we absolutely need, which is socks and underwear. And then I would end up with all these clothes that, um, were dirty. So I would just always think that I needed more clothes, more clothes, more clothes. And especially as someone who was a bargain shopper, would shop at garage sales and thrift stores and, um, you know, 50 cent day at Salvation Army and half price Wednesdays and all that kind of crazy stuff. You know, when I loved doing that kind of stuff anyway, it just always made sense that, okay, well I'll just get more clothes. Cause then that means, you know, cause we're always running out of clothes. That's what I was thinking when the reality was we're always running out of clean clothes. So once I got a laundry routine down, then I started to have a much better understanding of how many clothes we actually needed because here's what happens. And I know I've said this before, but this is so important to understand. It was not until the third laundry day that I had a clue. The first laundry day took three days because I was doing, you know, who knows how long's worth of clothing that I had put off doing as laundry. So I I did that took forever. Oh my goodness. The second laundry day came only three or four days later. So it was the next Monday, even though it had taken me until Thursday to finish the last Monday's laundry day, I still needed to do it the next Monday because, um, then I have a much better understanding of, okay, this is one week's worth of clothing, as opposed to the first week where I was thinking, oh my goodness, doing all the clothes in my house takes me four days. Well, guess what? On the, the second week, then I could start to understand, oh, okay, this is one week's worth of clothing. And then the third week is a true one week's worth of clothing. And here's what happened is I started to see that once all the clothes were clean every single week, my kids would choose the items that they liked the best. And they would pick those out. And the things that were left in the bottom of the drawer, because they only ever wore them before, 
because they had nothing else to wear. Now they don't even wear those things. Well, they don't actually like those things. They choose their favorite thing over and over. And it started to really change my perspective on how many clothes that we needed. Okay. Um, and so this summer, this was in September. Uh, well, the summer before was my first summer of the blog when I had really, you know, I was trying to gear up for summer because I was petrified of the lack of routine that always happens in summer and how that was going to affect the progress that I'd made. And one of the things that I did was I packed away all but eight outfits for my kids. Okay. Now I will tell you if you're normal, you're thinking, why would any child need more than eight outfits or maybe 10, you know, if you're really, really generous. Um, that's what my normal friend who I've talked about before. That's one thing she said to me. She's like, it never occurred to me to have more than eight outfits for my daughter. Like it just, she just, it never occurred to her to have more than that. It never occurred to me that it was possible to survive with only eight outfits. I mean, I just needed more and more and more all the time for my kids, especially when I was getting them cheap and especially when we were always running out of clean clothes and all that. So um, it just as an experiment because I'd started to change how I, you know, viewed laundry. I decided to, you know, say I'm going to pack away everything. Now I didn't get rid of them. I just packed them away and I kept out eight outfits for my children so that their drawers could easily close, which is something I need to work on again right now. Um, but so that their drawers were able to close very easily, they only each had eight outfits and things started to happen. Okay. My kids learned that they couldn't change outfits three times a day. Maybe that doesn't happen in anyone else's house, but it happens in mine. If I'm not careful, especially when the kids were little, they would just change because they felt like changing or we would go swimming and they would put on completely different clothes and we got back even though they hadn't taken a shower and you know whatever it it just they would just do that okay and you also can't put clean clothes in the laundry hamper because if you're changing three times a day or you're putting clean clothes in the laundry hamper just because you do for some strange reason that nobody understands not even you um then you run out of clothes by Monday and I would say you know what you had eight you have eight outfits and they were all clean on Monday. So I think you're, you know, you've got what you need. So then they start, Oh, start viewing how they treat their clothes and what they do differently. Because when you have this never ending, um, supply of something, this is how I roll. If I have a never ending supply, well then I just keep using my never ending supply instead of dealing with the things I already had. For example, maybe like ponytail holders, every time I declutter my room, my bathroom, my daughter's room, my daughter's bathroom, I find officially one bajillion ponytail holders. Okay. But here's what happens when I get a new package, I pull a new one out of the package, even though they're not disposable, they get lost all the time. And so I'm constantly pulling a new one out because I'm like, well, that's easier than going and looking for the one that I wore yesterday, which is perfectly fine to use again. So it's just kind of that if it's never ending, then we don't pay attention that much to where we're putting things we being me and my children and my family. Um, and it's kind of the same thing with clothes. As long as there was a finite number of clothes, well, then we took care of the ones that we had and we put them where they were supposed to go so that we would need to have them again when we needed them later. And instead, um, you know, if it was this never ending supply of clothing, well, then we just, oh, well, what does it matter if I throw this one in? The, oh, I don't know what to do. I'll just throw it in the dirty clothes, even though it's perfectly clean. Um, Okay. So that had changed my mindset on things and had changed some things for my kids. So anyway, um, this is basically what I did that day. Okay. This is what I don't do anymore. Cause I'm not big on doing things where I just completely pull everything out, but this was really important to me. And this was part of, I, I think my process of realizing that, um, 
you know, of changing my view of clothing, doing this. So this is an idea for you, but you know, you have to be careful because sometimes when you get distracted in the middle or always when you get distracted in the middle, it can be kind of scary. Um, but basically what I did was I sorted all of the clothes that we had because we had so many, I sorted them into, you know, jeans for this boy, jeans for that boy, jeans for my daughter. And I was able to visually see, oh my word, I have 23 pairs. I'm making this up, even though it totally may have been true. 23 pairs of jeans for my seven-year-old. A seven-year-old does not need 23 pairs of jeans. Okay. Um, they don't, honestly, I've, I've learned that in five years they don't need it. Nobody needs 23 pairs of jeans. Um, but just kind of realistically seeing how huge this pile was having an actual number. And I wrote it down on paper. I said, I've, I've got, you know, for this kid, I have 23 pairs of jeans. Oh my word. I don't need that. Okay. And that helped me say, how many pairs of jeans do I need for this kid? Well, the kid wears uniforms to school and can only wear jeans on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So yeah, they don't need 23 pairs. They might at the most, and I know this is a little too much, but they might need seven pairs. If we went on a vacation where they needed to wear jeans every single day and we were gone for seven days, whatever, you know, but they really don't need 23 pairs. So it helped me get rid of, and then when I look at them that way, then I go, oh, well, you know what? This pair has a little hole in it, which I didn't think was that bad. And I felt like I should keep it because really, do you need to get rid of something just because it has a hole in it and he's a little boy? And I mean, who cares? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's the less of the ones that I have. And so I can get rid of that. And so that helped me just pare things down. Um, it helped me see that honestly, at the time I had four winter coats for my daughter. I'm just guessing here, but I'm thinking I probably found one at a garage sale, probably got one from grandma. And two others were probably from people who were well-meaning and said, hey, do you need a, a coat for your daughter? And I said, well, sure, because, I mean, if somebody's going to give you something, why in the world would you say no? Um, <clears throat> but by bringing everything out and piling it up, I realized I had four coats. I don't need four coats. We live in Texas. Um, we don't have that many winter coat days, period, in a year, maybe like 12. Anyway, um, so doing that helped me just be realistic and it helped me really attack it, view it as clutter, be realistic about how much I had, because in my mind, here's the thing, when things are in piles and boxes and stored away, I think I know how much I have, but I don't, I never, ever do. When I can't see it, I don't know how much I have. Okay. And I know the old people like me like to say things like, well, I like to have everything out where I can see it. Well, realistically though, if it's in a pile, I still can't see it. I only see what's on top of the pile. And I generally think that I know what's in the pile, but I'm always wrong. Okay. So just trying to be realistic for me is what helped me to say, okay, I don't need, or my child does not need 12 pairs of, or 24 pairs of pants, whatever. They only need this number. Okay. And bring it down to that point, which helps me get rid of the things that aren't perfect, that don't fit right, that the kid never chooses anyway, because they really don't like how they feel, whatever. Um, that is, uh, you know, giving myself a way to figure it out. And in this, um, in this post, 
you know, I went from having basically an entire room just looked like an entirely, um, you know, like an explosion had happened in there of clothing. Um, I got it down to, I think it was like two tubs that weren't even full and a suitcase. Okay. Um, now I would hope I would get it down. I hope this time when I go through clothing now that I'm going to get it down even more than that. Um, but it's, it's a matter of, you know, being, trying, doing whatever it takes to be realistic about how much stuff you actually have. And this goes also with the container concept. I had not grasped the container concept at this point in my dislocation journey, you know, but realizing, okay, I can have as many clothes as will comfortably fit in the closet and the drawers. Great. If it doesn't fit in the closet and the drawers, well then, you know, that's a, that's a non-personal limitation that, you know, isn't telling me I can't have something. It's just a fact. Okay. It doesn't fit in the drawer. Then I I need to not have it in there. Um, then, uh, you know, now I try to put their off season stuff in a tub that fits in their closet, you know, and if it is more than what will fit in the tub, well then we probably don't need it. You know, my kids, honestly, one thing for those of you with kids who are little, um, they either wear clothes out or, they're a little more picky and specific about what they wear. So it becomes a little bit more clear to me what, um, what we need and what we don't need. You know, my daughter, I just don't even bother with certain things. If it's going to itch or it's going to pull or it's going to tug or whatever, then we just don't even bother with it. Um, so it does in some ways it gets easier in some ways it gets harder because they have an opinion. Um, okay. I'm going to stop there. Um, I would love to hear your own, um, experiences with clothing clutter. Like what, you know, at what point have you accepted, have you accepted that, um, which I am saying A C C E P T E D, um, accepted, you know, have you accepted that clothing can be clutter, you know, and have you been able to pare down, you know, how has having a laundry routine helped you? If honestly, if you just completely don't even know where to start and the whole thought of it just makes you want to lose your mind, my advice is to start with getting your laundry under control. And I personally use a laundry day. I do it all in one day. And there's a podcast on that. There's plenty of, um, blog posts on that as well that I will put up uh, specifically of my own journey through that and all the things I tried, because it took me a really long time to figure out what type of laundry system works best for me and my home and my brain and how I roll. Um, and that's all that matters is whatever keeps your clothes clean and keeps your clutter down. That's what works for you. And that's great. Uh, thanks for joining me. I would love it if you would leave a review in iTunes. And again, you need to subscribe because it actually makes your life easier. It's not just a favor to me. It makes your life easier. Um, and subscribe to all your favorite podcasts and go and, um, see if that works for you. One thing I'm going to do is I want to see how it works. So I'm actually going to put a, um, an Amazon link directly in the show notes for this podcast, podcast number 49, and I'll do it to, um, a little scrubby dish wand. Okay. Because that is not clutter. Those are totally useful. Anyway, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to do that as an experiment to see, um, do my Amazon links work in the show notes? Because as you know, uh, this is my full-time job, which is kind of crazy. Um, 
and the way that I'm able to spend as much time on podcasts and blog posts and eBooks and all that kind of junk stuff. Sorry, not junk. Um, is that I make money at it. So one of the ways that I make money is, you know, if you happen to buy something on Amazon, don't buy it unless you need it. But if you're going to buy on there anyway, I would love it if you would click through one of my links or go to the little search box on the side part sidebar at aslobcomesclean.com. But anyway, I'm going to put that in there just to see. So if you happen to need something on Amazon, um, click on that link and uh, that will let me see, does this actually work and track through iTunes? Because I am working on setting up uh, a daily blog cast, um, which would be a podcast audio version of my daily blog posts that go up at islobcomesclean.com. Um, and I need to know if that will be monetizable or not. So um, I know I overshare, I talk too much, but I appreciate you listening and I will see you next week. Bye.